Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, DougOster.com. It's stories, blogs, posts, and more, and those incredible videos as well. But he is here with us every week on his show on the radio, Rob Pratt Sunday. The Organic Gardener is on the air. Any question, and I know a lot of you are saying this is the year. I'm going to plant some veggies in the backyard. Get on the line. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. Tenth caller wins a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles right now at 412-922-1020. Doug, I know there's a lot to get to, but let's be real. Right now, gardening has never been more important. Is that not a fact? Good morning. Oh, boy, I'm telling you. I've never seen anything like it. Um, You know, everybody wants to garden. Everybody wants to grow their own food, and that's what we're here to do, you know. it's uh it's a time to start cool weather crops outdoors you know nurseries are open but uh you know following cdc guidelines uh, many have curbside pickup many have delivery and so if you're looking to get started in gardening you're at the right place we're today we're going to be talking trees with rob Krulljack from davy trees he's going to tell us how to plant a tree in the spring the right way and it's National Garlic Day. Yay! <laughs> Time to eat, drink, and stink at home. My friend, Pittsburgh artist John Oprasic, has the best saying about garlic. He said it would be a sad world without garlic, and boy, would it. If you're growing garlic, you can harvest some of the greens right now, just sparingly. I like to pick from the very center of the plant, and then a little later on, We'll get that seed head that comes up if you have, like, what's called a hard neck variety. That's what most of us are growing. And it just uh, comes up and does a spin, and you remove that so that all the energy goes down to the bulb. And if you didn't plant garlic last fall, I know that there are nurseries that have big pots filled with already started garlic. I know I saw them at Chapman's Greenhouse, and I know they have curbside pickup. So also, Rob, I've got some big news to talk to you about. Go right ahead. All right, I'm going to be writing a new weekly column Yay! for something called The Green Voice. It's a free e-newsletter from Pittsburgh Earth Day. That's an organization, and you can sign up at PittsburghEarthDay.com. As I said, it's completely free. You can find a link to sign up at DougOster.com or at my Facebook page. And my first story, which will be running Wednesday, is all about a comprehensive interview with Nancy Martin. From the Pennsylvania Resources Council, she teaches composting, and she talks all about the explosion of interest in composting at home for self-sustainability, and that includes vermicomposting. That means with worms. We had a great talk, and I, I can't wait for you to read the story. And my upcoming stories, I'm just excited to be able to work and have a column again. It's awesome. And then I'm also doing these uh, new weekly interactive webinar series uh, where I'm just, it's called How to Grow Your Own Vegetable Garden. It's in consort with Farm to Table Western Pennsylvania. We did one Thursday. It was a hit. I had a ball. I've never did one before where you're through that uh, uh, the computer. All they do is just send you a link and you click on it and we can see each other if you want to see each other. And uh, I did about... 
10 minutes of this webinar without without people being able I didn't know they couldn't see my PowerPoint so I had to start over but but that's what happens when an old guy is running a web-based uh, webinar but we had a lot of fun and we, we talked about uh, you know getting started and this week we're talking all about growing vegetables in containers you don't have to have a garden to uh, have a garden you can grow just about anything in a container the seven-week series, and if you sign up for all of them, and you still could because they're taped, you get a discount. So, I hope you'll uh, I hope you'll join up there. We're having a lot of fun there, and I just posted uh, a video. I'm so proud of what uh, I work with a producer and videographer and editor called Elena Patrick, and she created this amazing video of Joe Ham's Daffodil Hortus, the collection down in Washington County. You can't go down and see it. Normally, you could; it'd be free, but you can't under these circumstances, and oh, it is a perfect diversion uh, to 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 watch that. Boy, it's just such an amazing place. And I think I told the story last week about Spencer Tracy Daffodil, and then Joe discovering one and calling it Catherine Hepburn, and having them both together in bloom at the same time. Uh, that's really nice. And uh, also, I posted a little video of me just sitting in the greenhouse just listening to the rain, and I, I couldn't believe the response I got from that. And one of my friends, longtime gardening friends, uh, Kathy, posted, she goes, you know, normally from you know watching my Facebook, you wouldn't have time to sit there and listen to the rain unless it was right now. And I'm like, boy, that was really a poignant point that, that's very true. And so just sitting and listening to the rain in the greenhouse was just wonderful. Everything's uh, filled in that greenhouse. I'm growing all sorts of cool weather and warm weather stuff right now. And as I said, it, it's certainly not too late to start seeds indoors. Uh, you know, we're getting towards the end of tomato and pepper season starting from seed. Uh, but I'm doing some experimenting outdoors where, uh, in a cold frame, I'm going to still put some tomato and pepper seeds in there for a later planting. I'm always about succession planting when it comes to tomatoes, and I know we're, we're way ahead of planting tomato season. You know, we're not going to be planting tomatoes till end of May, but we're starting it from seed now, either indoors or in a bright, big, south-facing window. And the thing about keeping tomatoes healthy is planting at that end of May, but continuing to plant. Uh, I found that if you, if you plant an early tomato, which is one that puts out a tomato quickly, like an early girl or a sun gold or uh, something like that, 4th of July, and we, we plant those in June and July, July 4th is my last planting, that they don't get the fungal issues the same way as one planted in May because it's not cold and wet in June and July when you're planting. So just think about that when you are uh, planting your tomatoes. And also outdoors right now, it, it's all about growing lettuce and radishes and beets and Swiss chard and other greens, all these cool weather crops. And with the rain that's coming in the spring, it's always here. You can't plant if it's too wet. And so if it is too wet, if that soil sticks to the shovel, just get some compost. And again, the, the locally, they've dumped free compost. You can find it there. No one's up there. You know, you're not going to encounter anybody. Or you get it from your greenhouse uh, at your uh, local nursery. Again, curbside pickup so you don't have to encounter anyone. 
and just throw that onto the soil. You put your seeds in that, and you're good to go. Uh, what's going on in your neighborhood, Rob? Are you uh, seeing some good stuff blooming? Absolutely, lots of good stuff blooming. And more importantly, a great idea. You know, one of the things that Doug and I have talked about for years, all the leftover produce, just to give you all an idea, and you can plan ahead for this just like you can plan for all the things you're going to watch grow and enjoy, especially all of those great vegetables out of the garden. What do you think, Doug? If you have a bushel full of leftover tomatoes in a few months from now, if you have a neighbor who happens to be a healthcare worker, remember what they've been doing. That would be a great destination for all of that leftover produce, would it not? Oh, yeah. You know, I know that gardeners always have more than they can use, and there's lots of people that can use your produce. Uh, there's also a program called Plant a Row for the Hungry that I'm part of uh, where you can donate your produce to the food bank, you know, especially as we get out of this, what we're in right now. Uh, when you, if you have extra food, share it with people. All right, before we go to break, and by the way, congratulations to Carol of Export, uh, World Health Organization, big night last night. And I think of all of the artists that were on CBS television for that incredible broadcast, your guys, the Stones, just absolutely <laughs> hit it out of the park with that Zoom video virtual performance. And all of them, of course, Mick and Ronnie and Charlie, and um, they were all there. Keith, I, I, I must tell you, those guys are still fantastic, brother. I, I was uh, I was amazed. I had to watch it this morning. I was in bed, <laughs> uh, but but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure what it would be, and I don't know what Charlie was playing there. I, that's some kind of virtual drum set. I don't know if you saw it, it, that. It's kind of like air guitar, I think. You know what I mean? <laughs> only, only, yeah, it's air guitar only. You can actually hear the drums. I don't know how that worked. But, yeah, pretty cool version of you can't always get what you want. That was, uh, it was fun for me to watch this morning. It was really cool. Okay, we're going to take a break. Come back. We want you to light up the phones. Get going. 866-391-1020. KDK Radio is doing our part to help Pittsburgh stay connected. Go to our Radio.com app and get ideas to help you during the stay-at-home time. Just go to Radio.com slash stay connected. And remember, you can always get KDK Radio on your smart speaker. Just say play News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, one more thought uh, with Doug, and then we'll get right to your calls. We have a bunch of lines available if you want to jump in here, 866-391-1020. You know, uh, when I was going out to the farm market at Janoski's Farm Market Expansion on a regular basis, all the new jarred products that they have out, and great idea to be able to go out and get some really healthy stuff for the family. But it made me think that those ball jars and people are going to be wanting to really look ahead and maybe, you know, venture into things they've never ventured into before, not only growing stuff, but canning stuff, because it looks as though this is going to be an issue for some time to come. Is that a very expensive proposition to get started in the business of jarring products for your family stuff from your garden, Doug? Not really. It's your, it's your, you know, it's the first stuff you're going to have to buy that you're always going to have. And as we get later in the season, I want to hook up with Mrs. Know-it-all because she knows all about canning. You know, if if you didn't grow up with canning, you you need to learn how to do it the right way, and say, it's safety first. And Mrs. Know-it-all tells me that once you know it, you're good to go. You just have to follow some, some basic rules. But, no, once you, you get your initial supplies, just about like anything you would do, you're good to go. Then all you're doing is basically buying jars and lids, you know, eventually really just lids. All right, 866-391-1020. First stop, West Pittsburgh. Here's Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning. I'm usually calling the cooking show, but Doug, I need to tell you I have a huge concern. Not only, I mean, so many concerns because of the virus. I heard a a greenhouse owner nursery call from Beaver County that he got refused to sell 
And I am concerned about what about the farmers markets? Do you know anything about that? Are they going to be allowed to sell? Uh, you or know, even open. Again, that's it's rather nebulous to tell you the truth. Uh, I have friends that run nurseries that can't get open, and I have ones that have been able to get open. And I guess it it just depends on on how they interpret the rules and and what exactly you are doing at your nursery. And farmers markets, it doesn't look good right now for farmers markets. But uh, again, we're in a, a something we've never seen before, and we're going to have to wait. Yeah, and I understand that. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be wait and see for farmers markets. Uh, but I mean, that's from... just one of the many, many people that are in trouble, and I understand that. And, and but uh, to me, I think it isn't fair that they, when the fellow that had the nursery said the box stores are allowed to sell stuff, they get well, their stuff imported to sell, and the nursery local nurseries have worked for how long to I, order I, the I, seed I... books, order the seeds, plant, start their seeds. And get the I, plants I, ready I, to I, sell I for I, planting I, season. I, this is just this is I don't, in my book. It's not right. I agree with you. They ought to be able to be able to do something. So I, I, I just, heard that. it's just been really on my mind about that since I heard the one yesterday, and I think and how can it be sporadic? How can one be open and one can't be? Well, again, I think it's just how you how people. Are interpreting the rules? How the government is interpreting the rules? Actually, uh, oh, I'm Maybe getting a text right. I'm getting somebody in the government who who gets your letter that decides. I just got a text from my friend Steve Rapaski, who runs Beat Control. He says farmers markets are permitted. Hold on. By the Department of Ag, as long as they follow CDC guidelines and social distancing. So there's one answer right there. Uh, as long as as long as they follow the rules, farmers markets will be okay. What are the rules, Doug? Well, staying six feet away. Uh, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some type of they'll figure out some kind of way to get you your food without being able to touch you. And so it's it's just like the nurseries are doing curbside pickup. Uh, they'll do the same thing probably at farmers markets. They'll figure out a way. To, they'll figure out a way to do it by following the CDC regulations. All right. Well, Pat, thank you for the call. We've got Susan and McCandless, but we're going to have to wait till after the news and also uh, our segment uh, with Rob Krulljack talking uh, trees, uh, Davy trees with Doug coming up. But, Doug, you know what? I really see more people doing supporting these wonderful nurseries and many of them broadcast and are part of our show, uh, great sponsors, by going out and buying the seeds and the soils and the mulches and doing all of that stuff at home and really saving money, putting more time into their home, growing their more uh, more stuff in their garden and, and, and really going that route as opposed to, you know, buying at these farmers markets. And it's a shame and maybe news will get better as we get into the summer, but I still see these nurseries being very busy and having a lot of brisk business because people are going to want to start growing at home more now than ever before. Well, no doubt about that. You know, you whatever your local nursery is, if you can get out, if you can get out safely, give them a call, tell them what you want. They'll be waiting for you. Drive up, open the trunk, have them throw it in, and off you go. Uh, this is going to be the biggest. We, we know this is going to be the biggest year for gardening ever. Uh, that's just been proven by every seed company and every nursery and garden center that I've talked to uh, already has seen, you know, in- incredible sales. And so people do want to grow their own food. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult to do. Uh, 
You know, it, there's three things. Real quick, improve the soil. We talk about it over and over again. Throw compost down or find compost and put it down and plant in that. Secondly, know when to grow the things you want to grow. Mm-hmm. Right now it's early stuff, and then after that, don't don't let it dry out. And that, that, That'll give you a green thumb. There's more to it than that, but that will give you a good start. All right, we'll come back. Talking Trees, Davey Trees with uh, Rob and Doug in just a couple of moments, then we get right back to your calls. 866-391-1020. Stay at home means cooking at home. Lots of unique ideas and recipes and new creations all next hour in the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Good morning. Yes, he is moments away from talking trees with the good folks from Davy Trees. But right now, the 10th caller wins a $25 gift certificate from the folks at Janoski's who open today at 9 a.m. They'll be there every day, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Go out and visit them. Like them on Facebook, and you can find out more at Janoski's.com. 412-922-1020. We are talking to Rob Krueljack from the Davy Tree Expert Company this morning, and we're going to learn all about planting trees in the spring. And, and Rob, for a long time, People have heard that, you know, fall is a great time for planting trees. We know that is, but spring is also a great time to get them in the ground too, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, we, we get the, the spring showers here in the in the early months of the season, so we uh, don't have to be as concerned with watering as diligently as if we planted in the, the middle of the summer. Um, and, you know, the trees are coming out of dormancy, so you do want to get them in, you know, early. You know, the, the earlier the better to kind of reduce the uh, – the shock of transplanting there. But yeah, spring, spring's a, a perfectly acceptable time to, to plant some new trees there in the landscape. So what's the first thing we should be thinking about when we're going to put a tree in? Because when we're putting a tree in, this is a long-term commitment. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and so you, you want to pick the right tree for the, the location. Um, you know, so many times people ask us to, to make a tree smaller than, than it is. Well, that's almost impossible to do without ruining the, the tree sometimes. So you, you really, if you want a small tree, you really want to try to find a, a cultivar or a species that doesn't, you know, outgrow the space that you're intending it to, to be in for, you know, the, the long term. You know, you want the tree to reach mat- maturity. And uh, if you have the space to plant a big, big shade tree, uh, put that there. But if you're near power lines in front of your house, you want to keep trees under 20 feet in those spaces so that, you know, down the road, the power company doesn't have to do as much reduction on it and, you know, cause those big, you know, V-shaped, uh, you know, eyesores that can, can happen since we, we are only starting to put the right trees under power lines these days. So besides just the size of the tree, what else should we consider for the location? Uh, you know, the, the, the interest, you know, if you're, you, you want a flowering tree in the spring, um, if you want something that has four season interest with, you know, a nice fall color, you know, a, a neat bark texture or some sort of exfoliating bark, um, you know, uh, fruit trees, you know, some people are, are really starting to, to pick up on putting, you know, producing apples, pears, peaches, plums in the, in their landscape for uh, an edible landscape. So it's kind of like, we have, what are your goals with that, that planting? And, and, Let's get into the nuts and bolts of planting a, a, a tree. If you're if you're thinking about digging that hole and you've got the tree sitting there, how big should should the hole be? How do you know how big the hole should be, and how deep should the hole be? Um, le- less deep than wide. Let's put okay. it that way. I I think the the, the rule is is two and a half times the size of the container or the roof ball. And um, your, your, your hole should actually not be like a, a post hole, you know, like straight down into the earth. 
but almost like a bowl shape. This will allow the surface roots to really expand out, you know, radially around the trunk and, and get a good establishment in that in that new soil that you've turned over and loosened up for those those young roots there. Um, there there's great information on uh, treesaregood.org. Uh, um, it's an, an ISA site, International Society of Arboriculture site that has uh, proper planting uh, instructions that you know, if you're planning on doing some tree planting this, this Arbor Day or Earth Day, you know, it would be a good idea to review those, uh, those guidelines and do it right, again, for the, the long-term success of that investment you're making. And critical not to go too deep. Yes, yes. I, I tell, we tell our guys it's a, a really important thing that, you know, you'll read that you want to keep the top of your root ball a few inches above the grade, you know, the mm-hmm. surface of the earth where you're, you're planting the tree. But you got to be cautious because when the trees are dug at the nursery, a lot of times dirt gets piled up on top of the root ball. So what you really want to find is the root flare. That's like the buttressing, buttressing area at the base of the tree where the roots flare out and the trunk transitions into root system, you really want to find that and keep that part of the, the root ball a few inches above the ground. Um, burying a tree too deep, it, it just sets it up for, for, for failure. Um, from girdling root problems to just stunted growth, very slow growth it, it are all you know, factors of planting trees too deep. Um, so you, you want to make sure you get that up out of the ground enough that you know, the roots go down and don't go around the trunk of the tree itself. And we've been told uh, nowadays to just put what's, what was in that hole back as the backfill, right, not to add any compost or anything. And I always have questions when I talk to pros like you. If I have a place for a tree and I start digging in there and I have just ugh, the worst soil, clay and, and rocks, I usually try and find a spot that's better. But is there a way to to properly... Uh, amend that hole so you know the right way or do you just try and look for another spot i i'm i'm I'm, i'll go both ways on that i mean if a lot of times when we're doing some you know tree planting in the city you know we are running into you know you do a sidewalk cut to plant a new tree and yet you have to work with what you cut to work with um Mm -hmm. it it doesn't hurt if it's just full of fill you know old bricks gravel you got to put something in the hole that you know that give the tree a start but um yeah amending a a soil that isn't terrible is not a good idea because you want the tree to to get used to what it's going to be you know growing in for the the, the long term there um so yeah in some cases it's necessary but most yeah you either want to just move location if you can or add add something that is a, a proper medium to be planting in all right, Rob, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I do this a lot because I always love to hear about what kind of trees that a certified arborist is interested in planting. Is there anything cool uh, or different or unique that you might think of right off the bat that, that somebody might think about putting in their own landscape? Uh, yeah, um, Serbian spruce is a nice evergreen that we've been seeing more and more of, uh, especially in the, the city um areas you know they're just very tolerant to to some drought and you know again rough soil conditions uh and it's a nice tree to to get into your urban landscape um if you're looking for something more of a you know a nice shade tree with great fall color i know we've talked about this one before but the the black gum the the tupelo is one of my favorite uh you know deciduous trees 
Um, I just love the fall color. They don't, they're not, they don't get giant trees, but they're a nice size shade tree. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty unique and they're native. So I, I really encourage planting native trees in our area too. How big does that Serbian spruce get? Uh, typically, you know, about 65, 70 foot tall. It's a medium sized evergreen um, with a trunk, you know, trunk up to three foot diameter. Um, so, and then they do well in our, uh, our climate zone. Um, have you seen anything in the spring unusual from the warm winter or are we looking at a, at a normal start to the season? And now our, our plants are all over the place. Um, the, the things are blooming way early because of the mild, mild temperatures we had throughout the winter. Um, so yeah, in the heat Island effect again, of like the city areas closer, you know, to, to downtown area, it, it, things are, are blooming out faster than they are in the, you know, the suburbs around them. So um, we've seen a little bit of frost damage, but not much. But, yeah, things are definitely ahead of schedule coming out of this warm winter. Well, Rob, I took uh, some advice from Miles, and I put finally put in a service berry, and it is blooming there like crazy, crazy right now. Yeah, you can eat those berries come uh, – when they start to form, before the birds get them. That's what I've heard, I've, I've, I, that the birds will get them first, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love them. What else should we know if we're talking uh, about planting spring trees? Are we supposed to mulch baking. early in the season as soon as we plant it, or do you wait? Um, yeah, you want to mulch that tree as soon as you put it in. That will help uh, give you know keep some moisture around that, that critical root zone there. Um, staking is the other, uh, I guess, good nuts and bolts part of planting a tree. Um, staking is a good idea, but you only want to keep those mechanical, you know, structural supports on for, for one year. Uh, you just don't want the tree to become more reliant on the, 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 the staking material than its own root system. So, All right, Rob, Rob, hang on the line. For more information yeah. about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. All right, great job, guys. We'll get back to you in a moment. We've got a full bank of phone calls. We'll get to them as well. Congratulations to Suzanne in Washington, PA, winner of that gift certificate from the folks at Janoski's. It's Rob Pratt Sunday as we continue with the Organic Gardener. Next hour, staying at home means cooking at home with Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. Then Hepburn Tillotson's Your Money and You, KDK Radio. Yes, he is, DougOster.com, all sorts of good stuff there. Uh, let's continue now. Uh, we have got he and Rob on the line with us, uh, and it's uh, Cindy in Allison Park with a question I think that Rob's going to be able to jump in and help out. Go ahead, Cindy. Good morning. I have a dogwood tree, a native dogwood, that last year the branches, uh, the leaves would just die off. So I went to the garden center, and they told me it was probably a fungus and to get serenade for it. When mm-hmm. do I put that on? They told me to wait till till don't put it on in the fall. Put it on in the spring. But when should I put this serenade? It's a fungicide on. Right, um, early early spring. Like if you haven't done it yet, do it right away. Um, you want to okay. catch those those leaf disease funguses early in the spring, and and typically you want to treat it a, a few times. Um, 14-day intervals, depending on where you are with your leaf flush. 
Um, but yeah, it may, maybe two or three times here early in the spring to really knock that fungus back. Most likely you had anthracnose, which yeah, will cause your, your dogwood to defoliate and over time, you know, could be fatal for the tree. Okay. So that, so the little, the little flower things are starting to come out. So it's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would still do it now if you haven't done it. I have not. And then when, when do I trim a magnolia? Tulip tree. What time are you doing that? Technically, you can prune, um, you know, any tree any time of the year except oaks and elms. Um, But you just want to. The fall would be better, just so you're not losing any of your blooms in the spring by by pruning, uh, you know, after the uh, before they they push out. So um, I'd probably wait till the fall at this point on your magnolia. Okay, I I do have a Brussels sprout question. Can I sneak that into Doug? When do I start my Brussels sprout seeds? There you go. So, so Brussels sprout seeds should be started right now. Uh, you know, that's a long season crop. We want to uh, probably some people that w- would be starting three, four weeks ago. So indoors, you want to get those started, get them going, get them about four weeks old, and then get them out in the garden. And at this point, you know, look for a Brussels sprout that's going to be ready in about 90 days if you could do it. That way you'll get them a little bit earlier. You know, the Brussels sprouts are always best after a frost. Uh, the mm-hmm. starches turn to sugar. So get them started as soon as you can, then get them out in the garden as soon as you can, too. All right. Listen, gentlemen, we are just about out of time. Rob, it's always a pleasure. We'll do it again real soon, okay? Yep, great talking to you guys. Have a, a good good week coming up. Stay oh, safe. All right. Thanks, Th- Rob. Thank you. Hey, Doug, take us home, buddy. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. There he goes. Have a great week, Doug. Thank you very much. Stay tuned because Boris Shiloff's got the news at 8, and then we're talking staying at home, cooking at home, all sorts of great recipes, rediscovering recipes, creating recipes, and it's all going to be coming up on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi, who, too, are joining me via remote today on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. But we're ready to take your calls, and someone's going to take home a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market. It's Rob Pratt Sunday. KDKA Radio. Good morning, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.